Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And on today's episode, we continue our NFL season preview, and we talk about the NFC South with my brother, Eric, a Buccaneers fan. That's coming up right here, right now, on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we're going to continue our NFL season preview. We're going to talk about the NFC South, and to do that with me is my brother, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Eric. Eric, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am good as well. <laughs> I am good as well. How are you feeling about the NFL season just around the corner? I'm excited. I'm excited that the last preseason games are done with and getting ready for real football. Yeah, I can't believe it's next Thursday already. It's just a week and a half away. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, that's great. Uh, So we're going to talk about the NFC South. Are you ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. So let's first talk about our general thoughts. So let's try not to get in anything specific, but obviously we both well, I reviewed the division. You probably keep up with the division more than I do. What's your thoughts on the NFC South, just looking at it as a whole? Well, general thoughts would be, uh, I, I think it's it should be Tampa's division to lose. Um, I do think the Saints can present a challenge. and uh, my, But um, the Panthers actually give me a little bit more of a pause than I thought they would. Um, uh, I'll get into more about them when we talk about them, but it should be Tampa's division to lose. They should have the best overall roster and they have the best quarterback in the division. So, yeah, yeah, correct. I feel like it's, it's sort of like a, a layup sort of for, or should be a layup for one team. I'm interested in, you know, a couple of the teams, but I think there's a clear, um, team that's the worst as well <laughs> i think yeah, it's like if, yeah yeah if you had a race you'd have the leader up by like 20 seconds and then the person in last is back by 20 seconds from the third place guys sort of sort of like that there's such a huge gap between um the first place and the last place and the other two teams so that's sort of where i'm at with this division okay you ready to talk about the specific teams Previewing the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, let's talk about um, the Atlanta Falcons first, Eric. So, Eric, going into the 2022 NFL season, what do you think is the biggest question for the Atlanta Falcons? Um, to me, it would be now. I, I, I'm can their offense put up some points because they got. Um, I think they're very questionable at quarterback. Um, they got Marcus Mariota, which I believe we know who he is. And then they grabbed that Riddler guy or Ritter guy out in the draft, but he was a fourth round pick. So what is their identity on offense? It, it, it can't be just someone throw the ball to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They need someone that can throw the ball to them without uh, making the mistake. So to me, um, I like that they, you know, I like some of their choices, but like, it's like, who is running the show? Can, what is their identity offense? Are they going to be able to get the ball to um, Kyle Pitts and Drake London to actually produce points? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that question. I, I kind of like my big, biggest question was sort of on the same line is what, what, what are they doing at quarterback? Because that is, you know, the most important position in football. They have this guy in Mariota that everybody kind of feels like we know, right, who he already is. Like, but then you draft this guy in the third round in Ritter. Um, I don't think their roster is very strong. I think they're going to have a really bad year this year. Um, So, like, why not give the kid a chance, see what you got, and see whether you need to pick a quarterback with your first pick next year, you know, that's sort of where I'm at. Uh, so the, it is kind of surprising that they're going with Mariota. I kind of understand it maybe because you want a veteran in there for a couple of weeks, maybe that's what they're going for, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's sort of my biggest question with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, 
I'll get into more about Mariota later, but it I, I, that never makes sense to me. I'll, I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll get yeah, more get... of that later on. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well okay, let's uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more and then when we get to that part. Let's go to our next topic. What is your favorite offseason move that the Atlanta Falcons made? I love the addition of Drake London to their offense. Um first round pick, I feel like it's an easy bailout, but um it, it's just like it, they 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 let Kel, they let Julio go. They uh Russell Gage went away in free season uh free um season wow off season and then um the uh uh and then you got um kelvin ridley did i say kelvin ridley went to free no no you said russell Russell gage Gage. kelvin ridley got suspended for the season i apologize a little bit of odd moment there so they really didn't have all they had is kyle pitts and a bunch of guys and yeah i know kyle pitts is a tight end but he might as well be a receiver Mm -hmm. um so i like that they had gave um, whoever's playing quarterback, another option with Drake London. The issue is, is that I still don't like their quarterback situation. So though I like the addition of Drake London, I like that they're getting younger. I like that they're in the rebuilding process and they're clearly in the rebuilding process. That's what I like that they made that choice. Yeah, I do too. It seems like they, they chose a lane, so to speak. Um, I, I put my favorite offseason move trading for Brian Edwards yeah, for fifth round pick. It's a wide receiver. I mean, all they gave up with a fifth round pick for for him. He was a wide receiver for the Raiders last year who had a pretty like okay year. He's only, I think it's his third year in the league. He had over 500 yards last year. But there was moments I thought, man, that guy could be good. And uh, there was moments where you're like, don't know where he is on the field. He's still young. I think it'll be interesting to see him uh, on the other side to, you know, on the field with Pitts in London where like he's going to have less um, coverage, you know, because the other guys are going to demand so much coverage. So I'm interested to see what they, they get from him. But even if he ends up just being like a guy, a fifth round pick for the potential that's there, that's not bad at all. So I, yeah. I, I have him as my favorite offseason move for them. Well- yeah, and with him, you know, like you said, it's a fifth round pick. If he even turns to be like a okay number three receiver, that's a dream for a fifth round pick. Like, I mean, you're happy if your fifth round pick makes the roster in two years. So, like, um, correct. So, yeah, no, that I, I like that addition too, and it helps stir up their offense. Accurate, accurate. Okay, what is your least favorite offseason move that the Falcons made? Two of their quarterback decisions, uh, trading Matt Ryan for a third round pick. I feel like you could have got more. Um, maybe I'm wrong because he had a big contract, but I also don't like the addition of Marcus Mariota. Um, the reason I don't like the Marcus Mariota is because he's a bridge QB on a rebuilding team and you're going to be bad this year. I, I I'm I'm sorry. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I I highly doubt it. They should be bad this year. They don't have that talented of a roster. They definitely don't have a talent at the quarterback position to make up for it, or on the defensive side. In my opinion, they don't not that great on defense either. Um. So, to me, grabbing a guy in Mariota and then starting him is like kind of just wasting reps uh, that you could try to find out if this. Ritter guy is anything in your on your team if he's going to give you hope or well maybe I can spend a draft pick on something else because this guy gives me hope or if he doesn't and he completely falls on his face well guess what you'll have a top three pick so then you can draft your QB of the future then um, that is I, I don't like bridge QBs on bad teams like that not on teams on the bubble but bad teams it doesn't make sense to me I I agree. I had trading Matt Ryan. Uh, I just it's sad to me anytime like a, a a player like Matt Ryan who's been on a team for all these years he gets traded to a different team and you have to see him in a different jersey, um, and only getting a third round pick. Now I also say that with the idea I'm with you that if they're gonna tank, to let maybe Matt Ryan. So I'm conflicted, right? Like because I understand why they trade him. They probably could have got more for him, maybe. Um, but at the, at, um, in the Mariota thing too, you're right. It's like bridge quarterbacks are good as backups. Or if you like an Alex Smith, after you draft Patrick Mahomes, like you're still a playoff team 
and you're going to give this guy one year to show himself, but then next year it's going to be Mahomes' team type deal like they did with Alex Smith the year he drafted him. I like when they do that. Or kind of like Trey Lance, what the 49ers did with Trey Lance. They were sort of a Super Bowl team. You know, the Niners got to the Super Bowl one year with Jimmy G. You play out the year with Jimmy G. You draft Trey Lance, let him learn behind this bridge quarterback that can get you to the playoffs with the team you have. And if you win the Super Bowl, great. If not, let's move on to Trey Lance. And that's what they're doing this year. So I think that's the way to do it. And you're absolutely right. If you're a tanking team, you don't want a quarterback to accidentally get you six to seven wins because that can be the difference between a top five pick and a like a 12th pick, 11th pick. Well, especially when you're not a talented team to begin with, in my opinion. Like, there's not a lot of talent. Um, they have some talent. Kyle Pitts is talented. I like the addition of Drake London, like you said, and uh, the other wide receiver you just talked about. They ha- don't have terrible defensive players, but they're just not that talented of a team to me where it's like, okay, we're going to be a playoff contender even next year. I don't think the Falcons are going to be a playoff contender even next year. They may need to make a huge splash of some sort or – surprised me so like i don't like bridge quarterbacks when they it doesn't doesn't do anything to help you so correct yeah and at this point that's what is mariota is not going to do that for them i don't even know if he's going to even affect winning and losing that much anyway but you're you know you don't want to chance it either well then what what happens if you get go 0 and 6 with mariota for your first six games and then you put ritter in a Riddler. I think, sorry, I don't know. Ritter. It's Ritter. De- okay, Desmond cool. Ritter. Yep. Um, you put him in, and all of a sudden he goes, you know, four and whatever, and he looks okay. But that's six games. You could uh, more of a valuation where it's like, well, maybe he like he doesn't just have some good moments and some bad moments. What if all of a sudden you know, like it, it, all of a sudden he those six games could have made the difference of you how you want to evaluate him as a quarterback, mm-hmm. and now you're could cost them those six games and all of a sudden be like, okay, well all of a sudden let's say he does. Okay. And then all of a sudden next year, he's a complete failable that you might've found out earlier, earlier on. You never know. I just, I don't understand the logic behind bridge quarterbacks like that. Yeah, I'm, no, that, that's fair. That's fair. I'm with you. Okay. Let's go to our next topic. Then what will make the season a success or a failure for the Falcons? What would you say would make it a successful season? Just giving your fan some hope um i don't think winning is going to be the determination of the success for the atlanta falcons this year if you can show like kyle pitts have some really good flashes london has some flashes uh ritter has some flashes that they look all like they're on the up and coming that's how you determine the season is a success because i mean face it they're not going to win the division most likely so you you just want hope that somewhere two, three years from now that you can be back in contention again. Yeah, I I agree with that one. I had um a top five pick or you know that Ritter's good. Yeah, <laughs> one no, or the yeah, other same one. Thing. Yeah, which is the exact same thing. Yeah. So um if they go into the season and they get a top five pick and they got a chance at one of those two quarterbacks that are supposed to be uh you know top five picks, that's great. Or if like you put Ritter out there and he plays like Davis Mills did last year, where you're like, okay, I can see this guy being a quality starter in the NFL. Right. And then, and then obviously it's his only first year. So second year, you expect him to be better than a quality starter, you know, so on and so forth. So that's what you kind of hope if I'm a, um, a Falcons fan is one of those two things like you mentioned. So, okay. Any other questions you have about the Falcons you want to discuss? No, I don't have anything else for them. Okay, let's uh, do our predictions. Uh, the website I found had the win total at five over under. So do you have over or under five wins for the Falcons? I have it under. I think they're going to be like a three and 14 team this year. I have under as well. I had four and 13, so we're not um, too far off on the uh, – um, uh, what's it called there uh, for record wise of where they're finishing. Do you think yeah, that'll my, be good enough for a top 10? I mean, uh, top yeah, five I pick? Think yeah. I think they're going to wind up in the top five. What I think is going to happen. And I've been, uh, is that Mariota is going to do ish. Okay. But not good enough to get them anywhere. So then they're going to turn over to Redder, who's going to show why he was only a third round pick instead of a 
higher pick. So um, I think that they'll be drafting possibly top three next year. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Previewing the Carolina Panthers. Okay, Carolina Panthers, Eric, uh, for their what for you is their big question, I should say. So what what is the big question for the Panthers, Eric? Baker Mayfield. I mean, ever since they traded for him, that's the big question. I mean, you could say, will Christian McCaffrey finally be able to not, you know, get injured on the field for once, but I don't feel like that's a question anymore. <laughs> um I feel like Baker Mayfield is what Mayfield are you going to get? Are you going to get the one where he looked like he was an up and coming quarterback? Or are you going to get the one that was on the Browns last year? And depending on what one you get, it could be really, um, really good for the Panthers. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the biggest question. I, I put Matt rule fate in Baker's hands, question mark. I think it is, but I think that's the big question because they also drafted, um Sam Howell but I think he's out for the year I think or am I thinking Matt, of the right quarterback Matt Carroll's the one they drafted that's what I meant to say him yeah there was a couple that got <laughs> but yeah yeah Carroll I think he's out for a little bit though and then um Sam Darnold is also injured as well so it's really Baker's show at this point uh so yeah what Baker are we going to get I kind of like with with Baker last year, I kind of give him a little bit of pass because he was ter- he he was throwing with that bad sh- left shoulder all year. I just can't like you know me and you are are semi professional athletes, Eric. Back in our day, uh, obviously, as you can see, <laughs> um, it is hard to play with injury. It is just, and we're not at like we're not playing at a high level, right? So I'm just saying like. I can't imagine that did not affect his game at all. And I know I'm like, people are like, Oh, you're making excuses. It's like, well, isn't, isn't that an excuse or is that a reason? Because I think there's a difference, right? Like an excuse is something you control. A reason is something you can't control in my opinion. So like he can't control the fact that his body got torn apart, you know, like (laughs) that just happened. So anyway, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of Baker we get this year. Okay, so favorite move then. What was your favorite move that the Panthers made? Honestly, uh, despite what I said in a previous podcast, it might be Baker Mayfield. That's what I had to. Um, <laughs> uh, my mind has been changed uh, watching some stuff. I mean, I know it's preseason. I'm well aware that it's not real football, but there's a couple plays that I've seen in preseason. Like, there's one play I watched a highlight of, and then Matt, uh, Baker Mayfield, like, squeezed the ball between two defenders Looks like a throw that would make Brett Favre proud. Um, and I'm just like, I'm like, well, that kind of excites the fan base. Like, uh, I mean, like, he got the starting job. He got to be, and I don't feel like they made a lot of big offseason moves. So, I mean, like, it got to be, I enjoy it. I do love their addition of their offensive tackle they drafted, but um i mean that's not a sexy pick but it is needed so um but yeah i guess unfortunately it's baker mayfield despite my negative opinion on their decision on a previous podcast (laughs) yeah yeah, when we were talking about the stock of stock no i agree i agree i have baker mayfield as well they didn't not only i think they gave up a fourth for him or something like that and the browns are paying 10 million dollars of his salary so it's just like I, I think they won that trade regardless of the outcome of Baker because the potential, the upside there is is uh, worth the risk, you know, of what you gave up. You didn't have to give up a much. Uh, so, yeah, the Baker trade is where it's at. I, I kind of like him. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him, but that's the problem with Baker. Nobody knows how to feel about him. Yeah, he makes that- great plays and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is that we like it, what Mayfield is. That's why I, I wasn't a fan initially of the trade is because it's like, well, you know, I, I was thinking take a shot at a quarterback in the draft, not where they did, but um, earlier on. So that was what my thought process was. And then they didn't and they, uh, but like the thing is, is that if he does well for them, that's a good sign. There'll be an up and coming team in a couple of years. So correct. Yeah, I mean, they'll take a couple years. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they'll they'll, they'll take that long either. Um, 
Okay, let's go to our least favorite move. What was your least favorite move that the Panthers made? Matt Carroll. Okay. Um, the quarterback. I'm all for taking shots at quarterbacks. Um, and I get Matt Rule's job is on the line. I, I understand this. But you only got 17 games in a regular season. You ain't going to – now, I get it that I think Matt Carroll's injured, if I remember correctly, or um, – and I know Sam Donalds is now injured, so now they're going Baker Mayfield. But you only got 17 games to find out who's going to be your quarterback. You can't have a carousel in the room that you created yourself. And I feel like they wasted a third-round pick by drafting that guy because he's not going to be a starter this year. Um, and I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere down the road. Most likely if the team doesn't succeed, the other, the new, um, or the new regime will probably want to bring in their own guy. So I feel like they wasted a third round pick with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I guess in the moment, like, because they didn't have Baker Mayfield when, um, they drafted him. So it was him or Sam Darnold. So in the moment, I kind of got what they were trying to do. Um, however, the fact is, I, I don't know, maybe them holding out from trading for Baker Mayfield this long allowed them to get that awesome deal for Baker Mayfield. But I just, like, I'm torn on it because it's only a third-round pick. So at first you're like, hey, that that's a, that's a smart idea. Just, you know, who knows what will happen. But now this entire offseason, even before he got injured, once they picked up Baker Mayfield, he didn't get any, probably any first team reps, maybe not even any second team reps or maybe very little second team reps. So you're not really seeing what the kid got. You're you're now going with Baker Mayfield. And if you didn't go with Mayfield, it was probably Darnold, but it would have been back and forth between them two. He's got a season ending injury. So I don't know. I, I sort of agree with that. Um, now, I guess in hindsight, I would say at the time I didn't mind it, but I, I do agree that it's kind of a waste now because, you know, you're right. Um, for me, it was losing Stefan Gilmore and uh, Hassan Reddick, especially Reddick. Uh, he was a 10 sacked the last, ten, he had 11 two years ago and 10 last year. You're going to miss that guy on your defensive line. Uh, getting to the quarterback in this division, you, there's only really one quarterback that you like have to get to in this division, but you have to get to him um, and you got to get to all quarterback, but especially Brady. So losing him, I think is going to hurt that defense. I think that's an understatement. And obviously Gilmore as well. They traded him for him, I think last year and he only played eight games for him, I think. So um, to lose him basically for for nothing is a little sad i only i know they only gave like a fifth or sixth round pickup for him but it's still like one year and then he's done basically so um yeah i'm i'm gonna say uh uh reddick and gilmore yeah i, I get that especially um reddick and um because of the you, you need to be able to pressure the qb to win in any any against any team it doesn't matter the team reversing if you don't get pressure on the QB they're going to tear you apart because they're professionals but I just I I'm and you don't want to lose a 10 sack pass rusher you never want to lose a 10 sack pass rusher you want to keep those guys as long as you can um I mean I I guess um uh, and Gilmore you're, you're right they traded nothing to get but they got nothing from him so it was at least if you would have drafted someone in the sixth round, you might have got something out of it. So, yeah, probably, probably, exactly. Okay, uh, let's go to our next question then. Um, what will make the Panthers' season a success? Uh, what would make it a success is, um, I think, competing for the division title. Because if Mayfield, to me, if Mayfield goes back to rookie of the year Mayfield, they could have a shot because then they'll be, they'll be one of the better teams in the division. So, um, uh, cause I, 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 and you know, honestly, if McCaffrey can stay healthy for all whole year, that would make that team pretty scary on offense. So, um, but I, I just don't think that is going to happen. So, yeah. Because they need to make the playoffs in order to save Matt Rule's job. So yeah, yeah, that's a good, great point. Great point. I had uh, maybe you're more on top of it because I I had uh finding a cute 
like if you can know that you have a QB, like a favorite Mayfield ends up being a QB that you can build around. I was curious if you like if maybe the Panthers would think, hey, we should give Matt Rule another year. Let's say if they go in and they end up, let's say nine and eight and they just miss the playoffs. Right. And it's like, oh, man, but Baker throws for like 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Would they be like, hey, we got something here now. We don't want to bring in another coach and have Baker and that offense learn a whole new system and the defense. Blah, blah, blah. Is, is there something like that if where the QB could save Matt Rule's job? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was just like, hey, if they find this QB, if the Baker thing works out, that could be a successful season for them, regardless of what record they have as far as getting in or out of the playoffs. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just feel like that this is a make-or-break year for Matt Rule, so I just feel like if he don't make the playoffs, he's not going to be a coach next year. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right, yeah. Yeah, I'd lean towards you and your wisdom on that. Let's go with wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> let's go to our predictions. Um, Or, first of all, any additional questions? Uh, over or under uh, five games for McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I wonder, too, like, Man, it was like last year. I remember last year he came back from injury and then they just rode him into the ground again and he got re-injured. I wonder if like Matt Rule and the Panthers will learn their lesson of like maybe um, McCaffrey just being a 20, somewhere between like 15 to 20 touches a game type of player instead of a 25 carry plus 12 reception type of running back. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, do you think they'll learn their lesson? I don't, I don't get it. I I don't feel like rules going to learn his lessons. He should, but he's in desperation mode. Mm -hmm. So I think he's, I I don't, I just see McCaffrey getting injured again. Um, I mean, I feel like I know I'm breaking news right there, play the sound effect or whatever, but um, uh, I feel like McCaffrey's going to get injured again. So, um, and I'm not, I'm not hoping that I want to make sure everyone's clear. I actually like McCaffrey a lot. I think he's an awesome running back. It's just that the reality of the situation is he's a running back who gets injured because they, he is just overworked mm-hmm. and, Rule's going to want to make a point early on, so they're going to rely heavily on McCaffrey. Uh, Mayfield is probably going to end up relying on McCaffrey at some point too because uh, he is the best offensive player, but he's going to I, – I just don't know how many games he got in him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I agree with you. Okay, prediction over under 6.5 or 6.5 wins. For the Panthers, you got over under six and a half wins for the Panthers. Uh, over, I am at seven and ten. Oh, interesting. Okay, perfect. Uh, I also have seven and ten <laughs> uh, <laughs> over. Yeah, uh, I thought about going higher, but I feel like that their offense is too reliant on a guy who can't stay healthy, and that's the offensive coordinator slash head coaches felt. So. If they find a way to keep McCaffrey healthy for 12 or 13 games, I could see that number going up, but I, I just don't know. It's going to be tough. I just feel like they're going to lose a lot of wins on their sale when McCaffrey goes down like they mm-hmm. always do, and then uh, they're just not going to be able to beat some of the teams. in the uh, like. I think they got two wins with the Falcons, but outside of that, I don't. they should have trouble beating every other division team. So and it just – I, I just don't think they're going to be a great team, but I mm-hmm. do think Mayfield will show enough to be a quarterback for them next year. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that assessment. Okay, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. Previewing the New Orleans Saints. So Eric, what is the big question you have for the New Orleans Saints? Post Sean Payton and Drew Brees, what are you? Um, How good are you going to be is it the head coach is the reason why the Saints have been so dominant for as long as they have? Or can the players and the new coach prove to be something uh, special too? Because I feel like uh, I know uh, they didn't have Drew Brees last year, but I think Sean Payton alleviated some of that pain while they still were as successful as they were last year. And now they don't even have Sean Payton. They still have a good defense. Uh, they did uh, – but I just think it's a new head coach, new message, new preparation. 
it's going to be interesting. What are the Saints post Sean Payton? Yeah, that's what I had as well. I put how they're going to handle life without Payton. Um, that's going to be interesting. So I, I agree with you. It's going to see, we're going to see what the Saints are truly about this year without that coach. Okay, how about your favorite move? What was your favorite offseason move that the um, Saints made? Chris Olave and uh, just their first round. I, I love it. I hate that I love it, but I love it. <laughs> um, uh, and the addition of um, – they had such a good offseason. I, I love the addition of Jarvis Landry too. Yeah. Because, um, uh, like – it's one of those things where it's like you're giving your team everything you need. You lose uh, Armstead, but you replace him with who looks like a pretty solid offensive tackle. I He got kicked out of practice a couple times for fights, but I love that in an offensive lineman. Um, yeah. People are like, he's too aggressive. I'm like, that's perfect. That's what I want my offensive lineman to do. Mm-hmm. And then they grab Olave to compliment Michael Thomas, who's coming back, and then Landry too. It's like – that's a good offense and they still have Karama uh, and they still, it just, they still look really good on offense and I don't like that, Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. So I just, they had a lot of really good, um, uh, really good um, things this off season, but I just love their first round so much. Saints always draft well. It disgusts me. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Callaway as well. I like him. Uh, and oh. he won't, yeah, and he won't be the number one wide receiver this year, which I think is going to only help him because I don't think he's a number one wide receiver, but he can be that burner downfield, you know what I'm saying? Like that can get behind the defense. It's going to open things up for everybody else. Uh, and that's what I had basically Olave and Landry, mainly because you already mentioned how stacked now their offense is. But last year, if you were like, what were one of the big Saints biggest problems? I'd been like, well, once they didn't have Thomas anymore, the receiving core kind of was just like you were unimpressed. Nobody was really impressed with it. Um, now they actually went from not having a lot of the skilled position players to now they have a lot of depth there. So I really like that they did that. And like you said, they always draft. Well, this team it's going to be interesting because, you know, like you said, the head coach is the big question mark, but it's also like the quarterback as well is set up so he can have a successful season. And will he get that? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. What was your least favorite offseason move for the Saints? I mean, they just keep pushing money down the road. Um, it's a really random thing to dislike, but eventually, it, it, to me, they need an answer at quarterback and it might be in the building right now as a number two, Jameis Winston, but eventually like they keep pushing money down the road. That's partially why they had a let go of Armstead. I want to say his name is mm-hmm. um, the Dolphins newest left tackle. Um, and it's like, you keep doing that. Eventually you have to pay your players and I get it. You can keep doing it, but it's going to bite you. And that's why you got to let him go. You don't have a big name quarterback right now, but if all of a sudden Jameis has a great year, you have to pay him, mm-hmm. and then you have to let other talent go. What do you do? Let Michael Thomas and Karama go? That's like how, that's that's pretty good offense. So I don't like that they keep pushing money down the road. I get the thought process. It's just that it, it, eventually you're going to have to start letting some of your be- big names go, and it's going to bite you really bad. Yeah, like right now they could actually afford to lose Michael Thomas, but I I agree with you. You want to keep Kamara and uh, I'm sorry, Kamara, Kamara, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I call him Kamara. Uh, you want to keep Kamara probably. Um, although you know running back shelf lives in the NFL are very long, so who knows? Like if you really want to do that, but that that's why I have my least favorite room. Um, least favorite move is Armstead losing him. Uh, you need to protect your quarterback. It's great that they brought someone in to replace him. That's good. But what, could you imagine adding him with Armstead on your team? That would be better, you know, because the, you can't have too many offensive linemen, I, you know, like because depth and an injury. You need injury, you know, when when something happens, you want that depth for injury. Um, And that's the thing with Jameis is we know that he had a pretty good supporting cast in Tampa. You know, he had Mike Evans. I, uh, Bright was there. I can't remember who is their second wide receiver. Um, Vincent Godwin. Jackson. 
And he had Vincent Jackson for a while, yeah. Yeah. So he he had a solid skill position, but his offensive line wasn't that great, right? Like so yeah, I don't I don't think it was that great. So I just like you would know more than I would, but I don't remember it being that great. And I'm just like, well, is part of the pr- reason why Jameis had all those turnovers because the offensive line, you know, obviously any quarterback that gets pressure is going to turn the ball over, but maybe there's more quarterbacks more susceptible to it. So really uh, losing Armstead, a guy like Armstead puts that team in a bad position where they might not have the talent to block for Winston. And that's going to end up being bad if history repeats itself. So, yeah. The only thing I'd say is talent for Winston. And I know there was a little different, a little thing, other thing changing. I get Jameis Winston's not Tom Brady, but it is pretty sad that the year you go from your team and yeah, they signed Tom Brady, but they then win the Super Bowl. It's not just they got to the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl. So, and then the next year they got to the championship game. Mm. And I get it. There's some players that went to Tampa that didn't that might not have went without Tom Brady under center like Gronkowski, you know, he wouldn't have been there. But I, to me, it's just kind of telling what uh, what Jameis was as a Buccaneer. He just wasn't going to be the person to get you over the top as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So, yeah. But it, it it's also hard to compare because, like, you're talking about the greatest <laughs> quarterback of all time. There's some sort of cachet or whatever yeah. when you enter a room – it's like that guy knows how to win. You know, it's like they're the confidence of the entire team goes up. That's huge. Now, if you would have put added in the the real question is like if you took Winston out and you put someone like Russell Wilson in there, you know, even though he won one Super Bowl, you get what I'm saying though. Like, would that ca- or like a, a prime Philip Rivers, you know, like somebody who hasn't won but got the would would have been sort of the same result it's hard to say i would venture to say no just because tom brady is that kind of guy like that you know oh, yeah. but but yeah it, 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 but it's gonna be interesting i i always mean well for a while i don't know how you feel about him now but we always thought winston could be a good quarterback and oh, i still think that i just hate where he's at that's a fair point he should have signed with miami okay let's go <laughs> any other question oh uh, what will make the season a success for the saints playoffs yeah the playoffs in general yeah. Division, okay. second playoffs, whatever, wild card. They get in the playoffs this year. I think they had a successful year. Yeah, that's what I have as well. Any additional questions for the Saints? Uh, J- just the Jameis Winston thing. Uh, what Jameis is they going to get? Are they going to get the first couple of games? Because he did play pretty well uh, the first couple of games before he got injured. Um, I-, I do think the playbook was very shrunk, and they controlled Jameis, which I don't feel like. I don't feel like it's a bad thing, but you shouldn't have to do that with your quarterback. Um, But if you get that Jameis and he somehow doesn't need to be controlled and just controls himself like that, that's that's encouraging. But if he goes 30 for 30 again, you're not going to get very far. Except you might get another documentary. Who knows? That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Who's your backup? Uh, Last I checked was Taysom Hill. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, let's predict over under. I wonder if like real quick, I wonder if like if um, the Saints season started a little off, like Winston had a first bad three weeks, would they be like a like dark horse contender to sign Jimmy Garoppolo? To me, that would be smart of them um, because you know what you got with Garoppolo and he could – I actually think the Saints would be pretty scary with him under Helm because, yeah, he might – they don't really have that many burners. They just have a lot of – like, I don't know. I personally don't know what Olave is. I'm so, I apologize about that. I don't know what type of receiver he's supposed to be. But, you know, Michael Thomas and Landry are very good at possession, uh, good at quick, short routes. Um, I feel like Garoppolo would do well with them, um, but – That'd be a good choice for them, I think, if if Jameis turns to be kind of back to the old Jameis. Yeah, yeah. I was just thought of that. Okay. Prediction. Eight and a half wins. You have them over or under eight and a half wins. Uh I have them at nine, so over. Yep. I have them at nine as well. We gotta stop podcasting. We like agreed on everything <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, I have them at nine and eight. 
I think they're over. We'll have uh, just so everybody listening knows next we're going to we're going to have a big season prediction next Monday. I think I'll record it where we're going to predict all division winners and playoff uh, and, and wild card and Super Bowl. So that's when I'll give my like real predictions, but uh, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or not. I haven't. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think nine wins will make you the playoffs this year. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. You ready to get to your team? Oh, yeah. Previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A big question for you, Eric, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Health. Oh. Just health in general, because I, I think if they stay healthy, they'll be fine. Um, Actually, I, I mean, I guess their right guard, no, left guard, sorry, isn't um, a proven commodity by any means. Um, no, I was right at first, left guard, sorry. Um, uh, so they're, but it's 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 a matter of health with Tampa. Um, they have Mike Evans, Godwin, you know, Russell Gage, they have Julio Jones. Um, if they stay healthy, I mean, they got backups, but their offensive line seems to be, taking a lot of hits this before the season starts. And we all know that's Brady's Achilles heel is when he gets a lot of pressure. So it's like, how healthy can your linemen stay? And can the backups do well enough to let you still continue to get your, your get the ball into skill player hands? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, I think that's the right question. I, I asked this and maybe as a Bucks fan, what do you think Brady's last ride question mark? Do you think this is his last season as a Buccaneer? As a Buccaneer, yes. Okay. That's um, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, it's the last season in general. Okay. But some odd reason, I just have a feeling that if he plays competitively and still gets the playoffs but don't get that ring, I could see him in a different uniform next year, which will make me sad. But Yeah, maybe he'll go further south once uh, Tua is a failure. Well, you want to lose if, another first round pick? If Tua <laughs> fails, well, I, you know it's so funny about that. I was I was talking to the guys a little bit about yesterday. We recorded the podcast, and uh, I think they lost their first round pick this coming year. And I'm like, to me, I'm just, you know, you deserve it because you get caught tampering. But every team tampers. Oh, I, I just yeah. I just hate the media. Like, oh my god. Dolphins owner caught tampering. Oh, it's like, yeah, the caught part is like, why did you get caught, dummy? But like tampering in itself, it happens all the time. Don't act like it doesn't. And then why wouldn't Brady get fined? I mean, I don't want him fined. I don't, I mean, well, actually, no, fine him. Tick him off. He'll play better. Um, but, um, he, it takes two to tamper. Yeah. Like he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't discouraged by any means to, um, uh, like like talking to him about anything. Yeah. So obviously Brady had interest in going over to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um. So what was? Why didn't he get any punishment of some sort? Like it shouldn't be just on the team. I don't think he should have been suspended because that hurts the team he's playing for. But a fine to him, something I don't know. Yeah, yeah, to help discourage for both parties from getting caught. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, what is your favorite move that they made this off season? On retiring Tom Brady. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, that was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer decision, not a Tom Brady decision. That's fair. But um, the uh, whole um, my my favorite move is Tom Brady coming back. I mean, you can't dislike him coming back for whatever uh, because that gives them a shot at winning the chip. So uh, that's. Yeah, that would be my favorite choice right now. Yeah, I I think that's the answer, but I also have Russell Gage. I think signing him was really good. You take him away from a division opponent, and that's sort of the guy that like Brady, the the model that Brady likes. Someone's quick, shifty, can catch the ball and run after the catch. That's sort of like slot receiver. That's sort of Russell Gage's thing. So I I really like that signing for the box. Yeah, me too. Okay, least favorite offseason move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Drafting a punter in the first round. Okay. Um I uh I um can you give me one second, Kit Ryan? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, my least favorite was the uh, fourth round pick of a punter, just because I feel like, one, you should never pick a punter that high in the draft unless they're out of this world. Um, and I feel like you could have used that position, uh, that pick to draft some help uh, somewhere else. So I just, I don't ever see why you pick a four, uh, punter that high. That's just my opinion. And I don't understand the logic behind doing it. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good, that's a good one. I had um, losing the number of offensive line and they did. I think they lost three of their starters from last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well- yeah, three. So it, it that's kind of a big thing for any offense. Um, and Brady is all about like, you know, uh, specifically things need to be done. He's about what's it called repetitivity and and all this stuff and being used to who he's has around him. And I'm pretty sure he'd rather had the same offensive line if he could have. But just losing them, uh, I had as my least favorite moves. Not that they controlled all of it, but. Um, yeah, that's that's a bummer that they go in the season and now they got offensive line question marks a lot alongside the offensive line. Especially with their start of the season. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tough, tough st- beginning schedule. I believe it goes Cowboys, Saints, then um uh I think the Chiefs are after that. Yeah. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, yep. Yeah, that's not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what will be make this season a success for the Bucks? Super Bowl. Pretty simple. Um, you don't have Brady for another year, um, without thinking Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. I think would be. Uh, I mean, making the Super Bowl would make it a success, and uh, absolute amazing would be winning another Super Bowl. So I think that's to me that would make the team the uh, season a success because. That's the only goal they have in mind. They don't. They don't care about playoffs. They want to get in. The, obviously, want to get in the playoffs. But I don't think they really care how they get in the playoffs. They just want to be in the playoffs. They want to get to the Super Bowl and they want to win it. That's that. That's the goal. Yeah. So I actually agree with that. I don't think any other team I put Super Bowl except the Bills, Buffalo Bills. I had the Super Bowl to be successful. I was done that with the Rams. I didn't do it for the Rams. I I said uh, because I felt like they they kind of had a a mixed off season. They had a lot of uh, good moves, but also some things that happened negatively in their off season. There's that Matthew Stafford, like arm injury going on right now with his elbow and stuff. Um, but a competitive playoff run I had for them, but I think for the bucks, it's more important than any NFC team because you don't know how much longer you have Tom Brady. Yep. Yeah. Well, you so know for I, sure this year. That's so. right. Right, that's right. So I, I think Super Bowl is is what will make their season a success. Okay, any additional questions for the Bucks? Uh, not this season. Just like if uh, is Godwin going to be healthy week one? How good is he going to be? But I think even if he isn't, they got Russell Gage and Julio Jones, so they should be fine. Tight end, big question mark. Um, I like. Bright, I, I love Cam. Yeah. I would say I love Cameron Bright. Um, so it's not as big of a question mark for me. Um, but he is no Rob Gronkowski. Um, and that's then, fair. uh, then, uh, yeah, no, that's, I, I don't, I don't think there's much huge questions in Tampa's team. I think they have a good overall team. So, um, just staying healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, a prediction over under 11 and a half wins. What do you got over under for the Bucks? I got over at 13 and four. Oh wow! Okay, I had, I had under, but eleven and six. Um, just because their schedule starts off rough, uh, I could see them having a little bit of a slow start, which is not bad if you end hot, and that's what I think the Bucks are going to do. Just because I think they're going to figure some things out with their offensive line, they're going to get healthy, including with Godwin, and uh, you know Brady missed ten days of practice. Probably not going to hurt him the worse but it, uh, i'm just going to use that as an excuse as well getting used to your new head coach you know uh not having arians there so i think they'll start off a little slow but in the end they will end up getting to the playoffs but i have 11 and 6 i just think their offense is going to be a little better without arians yeah yeah we'll see we'll see because i um, think I, brady and and leftwich will have it down i want to say i don't th- i don't think arians was the world's worst coach but i just think um 
Brady's going to be more in charge of the offense with left which and I don't think Todd Bowles is going to put his input too much in the offensive side of football. So um, I just I just think their offense is going to be really good. I think they should win opening night. Um, I kind of expect them to lose to the Saints. Um, and then we'll see how healthy their players are for the Chiefs because Chiefs, I just don't know. Like, they're going to be a good team because of Patrick Mahomes, but they just – I feel like they lost a little bit without Tyree Kill, so I don't feel like they're going to be as scary because the reason Tampa lost to the Chiefs last year was Tyree Kill. Yes, Patrick Mahomes got him the ball, but Tyreek Kill put up 200 yards in the first half. That's why they lost. (laughs) I I have a theory that the Chiefs are going to be better this year than they were last year because they they had a slow start offensively last year. But I think they're going to be better because what really hurt the Chiefs, as great as Tyreek Hill is, um, everybody's playing two deep safeties on them because of Tyreek. So you take the big plays away all the time. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes would make mistakes, you know, here and there, even though he's still a great quarterback. Um, I think that with Tyreek on defenses might be like, okay, we don't have to play two deep safeties every time. And it might actually open up explosive plays again for them. I think that's sort of the sneaky thing that might happen, but we'll see. I also like Juju because we're not here talking about the chiefs. I'm sorry, <laughs> but anyway, I like Juju as well. I think he's underrated just because he played with Ben Roethlisberger the last three years. That's not his fault. So, um, okay. Final predictions. What? So how do you think the division ends by ends up by the end of the season? Uh, Tampa winning the division, St. Second Carolina third and the Falcons way, way, way down on the fourth. Yep, I'm with you. Nothing, nothing different. Nothing different. Awesome. Anything else, Eric? Nope, I'm good. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. Thanks for talking about the NFC South with me. Um, and we'll see how the season goes. Okay, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, for everybody else listening, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you haven't yet, follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. That's when I show I drop podcasts. Also, follow our YouTube channel. I post clips here and there when uh, for podcast segments, and I'll be doing that throughout the season. Subscribe to the channel and like the videos. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll talk to you guys soon.